Hey everybody and welcome to the first ever episode of Launch Time Law Bites. So glad to have the opportunity to share my knowledge with you in the hope that it will help you as you are on your journey as a startup. First, a little about me. My name is James Jones and I'm a startup attorney from Boston, Massachusetts. I've operated my own startup-focused law firm for the past six years in the Boston area and I work exclusively with early-stage startups. Through my work with many, many entrepreneurs on many different transactions, I've learned a lot about the startup world and more importantly, the bits of information that most entrepreneurs are missing and how to explain it in a way that makes complicated things very simple. And that's what I'm going to be doing today. This is the first in a 24-episode series of Startup Law A to Z, where I'm going to be explaining an important topic starting with each letter of the alphabet and the legal aspect related to it in a legal term at least the parts you need to know. A real quick disclaimer though, while I am a lawyer, I'm not your lawyer, and this is not legal advice. The information provided on this podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only. So now with that out of the way, today's topic is A for accredited investor. Many startups take investment money from friends and family during their initial period of operating. This makes sense. Usually in the beginning, there's nothing more than an idea, and that idea turns into a product with a small market before hopefully growing over time into something major. That's everybody's dream, right? In these early stages, before there's traction and revenue, a lot of customers, it's difficult to attract investors unless you have a proven track record of hitting nothing but home runs in the startup world. If you're a superstar and people just falling over themselves to give you money and be a part of the next big thing that you're going to be producing. So a lot of people turn to friends and family, literally their friends and their family members to invest money in their idea. Generally, the people doing the investing aren't professional investors like a venture capital firm or even an angel investor who has a large net worth and spends their time investing in early stage startups that have some traction. No, friends and family are usually the folks who believe in you and are investing in you with the belief that you have something special that will make you successful. While they have some money, they may or may not be wealthy folks like millionaire angel investors who have already made their money. Now, the process for someone investing in your company, like the actual process of you give me some money and I give you some equity, is pretty simple. We decide how much potential equity your money will buy you, a little negotiation maybe, sign some paperwork like a safe note or a convertible note. By the way, those are terms that will be covered in a later episode. And then you wire the money into the company's account. There's a little bit more to it than that, but that's the gist of it. That's the basics. But one step that is often overlooked is a step of confirming the person is an accredited investor. So let's get into that term. Uh, the Securities and Exchange Commission regulates the sale of securities, stock, equity. This means that they decide when a transaction is between people who are sophisticated enough to know what they're getting into, that you don't have companies ripping people off, you know, people who aren't knowledgeable about investing and don't really know the ins and outs of it. The SEC is there and has rules in place that's meant to protect those kinds of people and to protect the market from those types of transactions. Now, the SEC has a safe haven that startups utilize very often called Regulation D. That's also something that will be covered in another episode in detail. Reg D, as people call it, 
allows startups to avoid having to file paperwork with the SEC if certain conditions are met. One of those conditions is the amount being raised. Another is whether the solicitation for investment was public or private. And the one we care about today is if the investor is an accredited investor. Now, an accredited investor is either a company or trust that has a certain net worth or a person who has a certain net worth, earns a certain amount per year, regularly invests in companies. And there's other safe haven rules like, for example, the directors of the company or the officers of the company who know the ins and outs of it. And so therefore they're qualified to know what they're getting into because, I mean, they're already in it. But if we're talking about someone who's an outsider, we're looking to qualify them as an accredited investor. Now, without going down the whole list, when it comes to actual human beings, you know, your buddy Josh from business school, they need to either have a net worth of one million, generally not including their home as an asset, plus some other criteria to be met. Like I said, I'm not giving you the whole rundown today. Or they need to have an annual income of more than 200,000 if they're single or 300,000 if they're married for the last two years. If this is true and some other criteria that needs to be met, we don't need to get into all the details today, then the person may qualify as an accredited investor and it changes the process from a complicated drawn out matter with the SEC of filing paperwork uh, back and forth to simply filing a form saying, re-raise some money, here's how much, it wasn't public, and we're protected by this section of the law because she's an accredited investor. There's some work that your lawyer will need to do in order to vet the person as fitting in the category because you can't just really take someone's word for it. Um, But this doesn't get filed with the SEC. That's just what you do preliminarily to make sure that someone is solid and fits the criteria. Now, a caveat, a disclaimer, some startups avoid filing this form because they don't want to tip the world off to how much they're raising since that could affect other rounds when they learn about how much was raised in a previous round. Now, these forms are public for the world to see. And sometimes a company doesn't want anyone to know in the early, early stages how much was being raised. Maybe they only want the next set of investors to have that inside information. The issue is up in the air as to whether or not not filing that form, that waiver form, could create a problem since the raise is covered under Reg D and the form is really just to tell the SEC and the world that, yep, this was an exempted raise. I'm not giving any advice today as to whether or not you should file that or not. I'm just saying that some startups and even some startup lawyers have a um, issue with whether or not it's mandatory that it needs to be filed or if you are putting yourself in a position of being penalized if you didn't file this form since the form is more or less just a notice. If you want more information about these types of topics or some of the terms I mentioned in this episode, head over to bit.ly.com slash startup law guide and download my free guide to legal terms and issues experienced by early stage startups. Again, that's bit.ly.com slash startup law guide. Thanks for listening. Hope you learned something about accredited investors. And if you want to know more, reach out to me. Maybe we can talk about it until next time. Take care.